You're listening to audio from Cornerstone Church. We hope you're encouraged by the following message. Let's jump in. We're going to pray uh, for Israel. And so, now, I want to say before we pray, I want you to get, you, you got to get your heart in a posture before the Lord before you pray for this. Because if you come in here with a, if you have an angry spirit about you, and all you see is the tanks and destruction to come in and just destroy, well, that, you know, I don't know the outcome of all this it, that may happen, but that's not our decision. Like, we really need to come over to the Lord right now and ask God to intervene. Whatever way, he, whatever way He chooses. Like, you know, 50, 60 years ago when they were at war, there were some miraculous things that took place. Things that soldiers told stories that people didn't believe in because of angels and just ambushments that happened that didn't... It's biblical stuff, you know? God can do those kind of... He doesn't need a military to win. He, he doesn't need a military to win. So get, let's get in a posture before we pray. A tender spirit about us right here. And just says, now, Lord, whatever you do, God, we're praying. He tells, tells us to pray for the peace of Israel. Well, whatever that takes to get it done, that's what we're asking him to do. And the other thing is, I want all of us to pray. If you're not a praying person on a regular basis, you may not feel comfortable in this. But here's what I'm going to ask you to do. I'm going to ask you to trust in the blood of Jesus. That his blood is greater than your sin, shortcomings, mistakes, or failures today. Just for a minute, because you're not even praying about you anyway. So let's put all of us aside and say, Lord, I'm trusting that my prayers are going forward. And uh, it's not about you, so it's not, you're not even praying for you. So it's not selfish. It's not about you. This is for Israel, okay? So I'm going to lead us, and I'm just going to ask you to pray however you feel comfortable praying there at your seat, standing kneeling, lifting your hands. I just want you to just take a moment here and just close your eyes. And I'm going to lead us in some, in, in some prayers. And I want you to just ask God to intervene right now. Uh, dear Lord Jesus, we come before you right now, first and foremost, with a heart that is open to you. And dear Lord, we put aside our agenda, our desires, what we think should or shouldn't happen. And right now we come before you and your nation that you chose, and God, Israel, the one that was the smallest, the most uh, insignificant, your words, not mine. You chose the people of Israel to be an example of your goodness and your mercy throughout the world. And it was through Israel that we received our Messiah, Jesus. And so God, we're so grateful for the nation of Israel. We're so grateful for what you're doing. And God, we see this as nothing but a work of the enemy. We all are aware of what this is, Lord. There is no other people that have been treated like this in all of the world so consistently on a consistent basis over a millennia. And so, Lord, we ask you today to intervene. And God, we don't know how you're going to do it. Lord, we just know there's stories in the Bible. There's stories from the wars of 50 and 60 years ago. There's stories of when they became a nation again, of how you supernaturally intervened. And so, Lord, we're just asking you to intervene, God, in whatever way is necessary, God, that would accomplish your plan and your will for Israel. We just know you tell us to pray for the peace of Israel. So, Lord, in Jesus' name right now, we just pray for your peace. And, Lord, to move throughout that nation, God, in whatever means that it takes, God. In Jesus' name, we just speak over uh, this nation that is such a, a partner with us as far as in not just in government, but in in everything that we have, God, we just, as a, as a joined together, we just lift them up to you right now. We speak life and, and freedom over that nation, God. We speak God, whatever the enemy has tried to do and whatever evil he's using through evil people. In Jesus' name, we ask you to stop it, Lord, to intervene with miracles, with whatever is necessary, God. It doesn't always have to be guns and tanks, God. You can do a great and mighty work. You blinded the enemies in the Old Testament. You, got, you made them run around like in derision. They were so confused with Gideon. God, you caused so many things to happen with so few numbers and still won the battle, God. So in Jesus' name, we just ask you to move, God, in a mighty way. Just move across that nation, Lord, in a mighty way. And God, may your glory and your mercy and your grace just overshadow every evil and every darkness. And God, may your glory be so bright and so shining, God, that, Lord, the evil ones that have decided to follow the devil, they'd turn to you like Paul did. 
God, be blinded by your goodness and your glory, and they would turn to you, God, in complete repentance and forgiveness, Lord. God, do it in a mighty way, Lord. Your plan be done, your goodness be done, your mercy be done in that nation, Lord. And we just lift them up to you. And thank you, God, for moving, God. And we just speak right now. Just Can you just join? Many of you have military. Many of you have family or friends in military, so you know what this is like. Lord, right now we lift up the military right now of Israel who are going in well over almost 400,000 men and women have been called into military outside of the regular forces. And so, God, we just speak over the military, God, as if they were our own kids, our own brothers and sisters, our own fathers and mothers, brothers and sisters. In Jesus' name, protect them, Lord. God, would you surround them right now with your angels, watch over them, protect them. When they go in a place that might be set up by the enemy, in Jesus' name, give them wisdom, give them unction from the Holy Spirit, God. Show them things in mighty ways, Lord. And may every one of those that are in the military, that if they don't know you, God, I pray that through this, Lord, they would see you. And God, that through this, that Jesus, you would be so real to them. And they would turn to faith in Christ and make you their Lord and Savior, God. Lord, we thank you for it, Father. In the name of Jesus, we pray. And everybody said, amen, and amen, and amen, and amen, right? Amen, so be it. So I want you to keep praying uh, for them. I'll share a few things in a moment about it. But we have a friend. So one of our ministry partners um, is in Israel. It was just called up into military. Um, he's about my age. And uh, he's in what we would call special forces. It's somewhat, that's kind of what they have. So I'm going to show you a video. This is from him. He's a ministry partner of ours. You'll see him on the wall out there. He's been here to speak at our church before. Um, he's a wonderful, wonderful guy. So I want you to take a look at this. This is him right before he went into the day he was called up. This is the day before. So take a look at this. Shalom, friends of the Aliyah Return Center globally. Thank you for standing in the gap for Israel right now. Hey, I'm Chaim Mailspin, the Galilean. Uh, yes, I've been called up to do my role in the defense force to defend the defenseless, rescue some hostages. Uh, we all got to do our part in the course of human events. We find ourselves at these crossroads, at these historic moments, at the Jordan River crossing. We have to be bold. We have to go forward like Joshua. And we have to answer the call. If we don't, we'll be over. we won't survive as a country. And yes, I'm part of the Combat Engineer Corps elite unit for special missions called Yalom. And, uh, and you know, I think of Israel and the moment we're going through right now. Israel was not created in order to disappear. Israel will endure and flourish. Israel is the child of hope, the home of the brave. It can neither be broken by adversity nor demoralized by success. We carry the shield of democracy and honor the sword of freedom. We have to stand for life and we have to stand together. Um, I'm also the director of the Aliyah Return Center charity in the Galilee in the north part of Israel. Sea of Galilee, and we opened up everything for those running from uh, missiles in the south. Their house could have been blown up, giving them a place to stay, food, clothing, shelter, hot meals, a smile, a hug. And our land, as you know, is in a tempest of violence. Uh, we haven't seen anything like this for 50 years, not since the Yom Kippur War, which was 50 years ago. And this is a magnitude, and we are in full war. Um, and and it, it, is, it, it is a nightmare. And uh, I don't know how this all began, how it all was able to happen, but we're in the midst of it right now. And sirens are wailing. People are in bomb shelters. Um, yes, you've heard of the kidnappings. You've heard of the need to go in and rescue. Uh, and that's done by walking in uh, by, with people like us. And the situation on the ground is dire, um, but we need not despair. We just need to come together and, and arise, rise above the crisis. We need to not be afraid. Uh, we need to not let fear drive us, but, but victory, gvura in Hebrew, gvura, which is this, this uh, spirit of strength and a sound mind. And, uh, and I believe as this darkness is engulfing the earth in general, there's a, there's, there are beacons of light that shine, and this is the time for you to shine together with us. Uh, we've opened up an emergency relief, crisis relief initiative, and we're beginning to help those who are undergoing trauma and helping uh, with, again, food, clothing, shelter, opening up the lodging, and much, much more. So we want to ask in this unimaginable time 
uh, unimaginable that this could ever happen. We want to implore you to stand with us, um, not just because uh, Genesis 12, verse 3, and those who bless Israel will be blessed, but, but because it's the right thing to do. And because of the undying tikva, this hope, this, this guiding light, and I think deep in our hearts as patriots, as followers of the way, uh, we look with resilience to God's word and say, God, will you save, will you rescue this, your beloved Israel. And, and uh, I want to read Psalms chapter 2. We've got to read this, which says, Why do the nations rage and the people imagine a vain thing? Kings of the earth setting themselves together and the rulers taking counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, against Israel, saying, Let's break their bands asunder, cast their cords away from us. He that sits in the heavens will laugh. The Lord will have them in derision. Amen. Ask the Lord how you can stand with Israel in prayer, what you can commit to prayer, what time you can commit to prayer and intercede, not just for my protection, but for all the many that are right now under fire, live fire, explosions, that's what we deal with, that we come home safe, and this will be a decisive and swift victory leading us to the Isaiah 19 Highway of Peace. Will you stand with us and bless them and be blessed in blessing? God bless you from Israel, from the fight. So now that would be the equivalent. <clears throat> um, that would be the equivalent of me, like saying, "Hey, I gotta go." I mean, he's leading a whole ministry. That what they do there. If you don't know, you can read about it on his website. Now that's a. That, I can only show you that one because I couldn't show you the other because kids are in here and things like that. But there are, you know, of what he's had to see and what he's you know experienced. I can tell you some. But look, man, I'm just gonna tell you. Uh, I'm going to share a couple of things about this, and I'm going to share the message today. But, um, you know, when they came across, he, he per- they came across and saw it. Around 40 babies beheaded. Now, this is like the spirit of Herod and the spirit of Pharaoh that's present. These are very evil people. And what bothers me about um, about all of this is I'm very grateful that our nation... I'm careful how I say all this. Very grateful that our nation um, has come around Israel and said, you know what, this is wrong. Because to them, this is the equivalent of a 9-11 to them. And you guys remember how painful that was. And some of you guys weren't old enough, you don't, you just read about it. But if you were alive, you know exactly where you were. You remember the moment, the phone call, whatever happened. This is what they're, they're dealing with. And the atrocities that are being done by these terrorists, and what they are is terrorists, they are, um, they have to be stopped. So when we're praying, we're praying, asking God to do whatever is necessary. But understand this, this is what I tell people when you're dealing with officers and military. The scriptures tell us this, that they, they bear the sword in the, old, in the New Testament. In our day, it's a pistol or a gun, or in their case, it's, an, you know, you know, it's a rifle. It's a you know, machine gun or you know, cannons, b- tanks, whatever they have. They got big stuff, you know. And sometimes Christians have a hard time with this because of what they see. Well, how can, you know, they just go in and all these innocent people, and there are, and you have to understand, and I'll share this too, but they, as the biblical narrative gives you, they are ordained of God. Anybody that carries a sword, gun, that are authorized by the government, whether you like it or don't like it, they've been given authority to enforce whatever is necessary. That don't mean they always get it right. Okay? You know, I, I work with a number of officers, and they'll tell you, they'll tell you, the, the guys that really mean business, the gals that mean business, they'll tell you, we, we make mistakes. But overall, most of them want, try and do the right thing, and they want to do the best, because they have, they, they love their communities. They really do. They wouldn't do what they did if they didn't. But don't make a mistake. <clears throat> they, they carry it for a reason. And if they have to use it, they're authorized to use it. And it's hard for us to understand it because we see pictures and videos and things like that. And we think, well, you know, I didn't say everything that goes on is, is justice. I'm telling you, just like, let me just put it this way. Um, is every Christian doing the right thing? Do all Christians act like true Christians and whatever that looks like for you? No, they don't. Just because you are something doesn't mean flesh don't kick in and you make foopas. You know what I'm saying? So... I'm telling you, though, this is a. I tell my kids this biblically. Uh, military are authorized, and if even if they get it wrong, they're still authorized to go in and do what they got to do. And the reason they are is because it's God's method 
of bringing justice when there is injustice. Because when a bully comes on and picks a fight, you've got to have a bigger one to take care of the bully. And, and nothing but innocent people were, were, this was nothing but what you've seen and heard. So I just want to share a couple things with you about this. First of all, I tried to find my picture. I cannot find it. I'm going to see if I can find it this week. I've got a couple of, I've taken probably like you so many pictures on my phone, I can't find. They're all backed up on a hard drive. I've got thousands of photos. My kids, it's ridiculous. So, um, but I have a photo. So I'm going to ask you this. How, how many of you guys have been to Israel? Like, raise your hand. You've actually been on the land. Okay. You've been on, pro, on, the, on the ground. Okay. How many of you guys have watched something on the news about this last week? This happened. Raise your hand. Okay. Now, let me just, I want to do something for you. Okay. Now, you're going to have to, I'm not a guy on TV. I mean, we do stuff on the internet, but look, I'm not getting anything for what I'm saying. I'm not trying to push or pull anything. Okay. I live here. This is me just talking to you right now. But I've been over in the land. You have to trust me with what I'm about to tell you. Okay. Because everything that's out there that's on this, I, I would dare say, I, I, haven't, I haven't even looked this week. But if I was to pick it up right now, I could probably show you numerous things that's fake. And I'm going to tell you something I tell my kiddos because um, one of them's doing stuff and all that kind of stuff. She's learning different things about <clears throat> uh, some business practices and whatnot. And one of the things I told her is, listen, you have to understand, uh, people who put things on the Internet, there's just a couple of groups. Number one, there's some that do it for fun. Like some of y'all do it like, oh, we had a steak tonight. Look at us. You know. You just being fun and goofy. Okay. There's others, though, who do it for monetization. It's a business for them. And you have to understand this. You, you please, just, I'm just asking you to listen to me and trust me right now for a moment. That I actually know what I'm talking about with this. And it's probably, it's probably worse than what I'm telling you, but this is the best. I'm giving you the balanced part of it. Um, people on the Internet, they are there to monetize their views. Every time something is viewed... If they reach a certain threshold, they get so much money for that view. Every time it's clicked, whether you watch it or don't watch it, there's a time limit. If it's three to five seconds, if you can get through that, in, that first commercial, you ever wonder why there's commercials on the video you want to watch? Because they're getting paid for it. There are some people who put things out there that are being honest, truthful, and that's their business, and they are legitimate. I'd fact check them really good before I trusted them. But I want to tell y'all, listen, there are some people out there that do not care about you, what you think, or what you, they're feeding on your frenzies. And they do stuff just to get you to watch it. And they don't care what side you're on or what, it, it doesn't matter to them. There are some people out there that just do this because they know if they get enough clicks, they'll get money. They don't care about your, what you believe. They just know you believe it, so therefore, if they, the bigger the group, the more money they make. So therefore, everything that's on here, you've got to be careful because not everything on here is truthful. Some of it's just to make money. And I'm telling you, this is a fact. Being in Israel, uh, I mean, right, let me read what I wrote because I don't want to say it wrong. And, you know, it's taken the wrong way. I, I want it to be said the way I, I wrote. So um, if you've never been on the ground, let me just say this. Be careful how you view the two sides. Because um, not everything that you're hearing and seeing is truthful, okay? Um, there are terrorists, yes. And should they be dealt with? Oh, yeah. I mean, in the nice way I can say it, I'm not God, but I just lay them down. You know what I mean? Just be done with every one of them. And in my opinion, you may or may not like what I'm about to say, but I'm going to say it anyway. Um, this whole thing with these people going to schools and putting their little stuff up in these groups. If I was a university president, if I had some kind of authority, I'd kick their tails out of school. Because all they're doing is inciting more pain and hurt and violence. And you might think, well, they have a freedom of speech. You don't have a freedom of speech when it causes harm. That freedom of speech, America, we have this wrong view on freedom. Freedom is not free, first of all. And you just don't get to say what you want to say. You can say it, but if it starts hurting people, there's a reason why you can't yell fire in a crowded room. Old law, I know. Everything's digital now. If there was one, everything would go off. But I'm just saying there's a reason why. Because why? You create a stampede and people get hurt. Well, that's my freedom of speech. Well, no, you're not. No, you don't have a freedom of speech to just do anything and say anything you want. 
Everybody understand what I'm saying, but it's hard for us to, because we're Americans, it's hard for us on that. But it's a fact. And in the same way, if you say something that is hurtful, just because you can doesn't mean you should. You know? So if you've never been on the ground, you might not know how interconnected the Palestinians and Jews are. I didn't say, hear me out. But I've been on both sides of that border. I've been there. I've walked on the ground. I've taken three different tours over there. Debbie's been way more than I've been. You ask Debbie, she she, she tell you a lot more than I can. But here's what I do know. I've been on this side. I've been into the Palestinian areas, and I've watched brother and brother in arms. I've got a picture. I tried to find. I couldn't find it. But we got on the bus, and uh, we took a tour over to uh, into Bethlehem, which is in the Palestinian area. And one of the guys was our guide. He gets on there. He's one of very few believers. We asked for believers to be our tour guides because I felt like the Spirit of the Lord could speak through them. Whereas a non-believer, you know, they're just going to show you sights. You know, I want people to hear from the Lord when they're over there. So he gets on the bus. His name's Isa. It's an Arab name, Isa. Isa means, in our language, it means Jesus. Funny thing. He gets on. He says, hey, my name's Isa. How you doing? You know, he's just talking. You know, they're super super like you know happy and excited and he says my name is Isa and then he's like you know that's Jesus so Jesus is here y'all you know he's just kind of being funny he he's Palestinian he would love to go to Israel his views he would love to see the walls come down and they all just be one but that's not going to happen unless the Lord moves through it that's a political thing he would love to see that as do many people there's a lot of politics involved in all this. But Esau is a believer in Yeshua, Jesus, the Messiah. I watched as our other God, whose name is Ron. You've seen him speak. If you hadn't, he spoke here before at our church. He is a believer. Very few in Israel that's a tour guide. He's a believer. He gets up on the bus together. And I have a photo of an Israeli Jew who led us all across Israel, giving us sights and telling us stuff. Arm in arm, embracing each other together like this. I'm going to find it. It's going to take me a while. I'm going to find this thing and bring it to you so you can see it. But here's a Palestinian and a Jew, brother and brother. The same blood of Jesus covers both. So you've got to be careful what you hear on TV because not every Palestinian is a terrorist. Just like... Not every Jewish person is a believer. I don't know if you know this. There's probably as many Christians in the Palestinian areas as there are in Israel. Israel's very secular. Less than it's a, it's a unreached people group. I mean, there's just not. They just don't believe in Jesus. Like like what we they're not Christian. So when you think about things, when you see things, I know God's yes, it's the it's the Lord's nation. Yes, He chose them for a reason. And bless the Jews, absolutely. I'm so thankful that our nation has done this. I just want you to hear and see both sides. Be careful what you're getting. Because if it gets you angry and just gets you all tore up, and then you can't pray for them, do you see how the enemy works on us? He don't need rockets and grenades against us. He can just throw thoughts at you and get you upset. We're supposed to pray for them. So not all Palestinians are terrorists, but all terrorists should be brought to justice, should they not? Absolutely. Mow them down. I mean, I have no mercy with that stuff. I'm sorry. I have none. I'm, I'm not the guy for mercy. I don't have that gift. My middle kid, I just got that from me. I have zero mercy for people that hurt kids. I just say, <laughs> I'm sorry. One shot, you done. I mean, in any way you want to figure that terminology out. <clears throat> um, so I said that. How many you know both groups need Jesus? Yeah. I already told you this. Be careful what you see on the internet. Um, have you guys heard of something called AI? Okay, it's been around for a while. It's nothing new. It's just it's the fad now. Uh, it, but it is it is going to be something. It already is, but it's going to be bigger. But there are things out there, guys. I'm just saying this. You think why are you telling us this? Because I want you to know, so that you're not deceived. As I talk about this next couple of points, I'm not going to keep you too long. Today. I'm just going to share a couple of things here. This AI stuff is so real. There's these things called deep fakes. Have you heard of these? Okay, just making sure. In case you haven't, they can make, and through CGI, if you watch Star Wars, you have to have seen this. Like Luke Skywalker comes back as a 30-year-old. He looks great. I mean, he's like, that brother's pushing 80. You know, he ain't looking like that now. That's all 
You see what they did, right? And they're bringing people back to life in movies through CGI. They can make things called deep fakes and put political leaders on your little device and makes them say things that sound like something that's not happening. And it look is written. You can't tell the difference. Um, you cannot tell the difference. So just be careful what you listen to. Be careful what you feed on because it will form your opinion and your opinion might not be based on a fact. And I just say that because it, it hurts people. It just does. Um, so anyway, uh, and then the last thing, pray for our leaders to continue supporting Israel. That's what I want to say. And I want to say this to you, one, one, one other thing. Uh, I was very proud that uh, our president declared, now you may not agree with him, but look, you, if you're going to call him wrong on wrong things, call him right on the right things. That's the way. My, my thing is, look, you have to understand, we're spiritual people here. Now, I don't agree with probably, you, you list them out, I probably don't agree with most of what he talks about. In case you're wondering, no, I don't. Now, I've had people, they think sometimes because I say these kind of things, well, so what are you for the Palestinians? Why, now, how, why would you get that out of what I just said? But there are some people who take what you say and twist it. You know, well, he must love Biden. Well, I didn't say that. Never said it one time. Not once. But people will twist what I'm saying and say, well, I, he must love. I never said it. But I will tell you this. Spiritual people ought to listen and pay attention to this. Um, government is set up by God. Authority, not set up by God, but it's authority is given by God. And when a man or woman stands in that office, you may not like it, but when they stand in the office, they stand in the office. And I pray, this is what I pray, especially when I don't agree with them. The, hand, the heart of the king is in the hand of the Lord. And like a, he can turn it like a river. And I watched him say what he said about Israel. You may or may not like it, but if, you've not, if you hadn't watched it, you might have go back and check it out. One of the most stern things I've heard him say in years, he didn't puzzle over his words, he didn't trip over it, he was clear. We stand with Israel unequivocally 100%. And then said, and if you're thinking as another nation of getting involved in this, don't. Now, you may think, well, there's no teeth behind it. Doesn't matter. Leader of the free world stands up and says, doesn't matter. When he said that, that's all it took. I was so proud I saw other people, some people who I was really surprised, companies, give hundreds of millions of dollars to support the Jewish people and what's happened. To me, I just want to, why am I saying that? Because to me, you may think that's just optics. I don't care if it's optics or not. It shows to me that people know what's right when they see it. And you ought to pray and just trust the Lord that maybe God's working in your leaders in a new way. I mean, let me just ask you a question. Wouldn't it be amazing, really, if some of the leaders that you so despise in Congress and in the cabinet, if they turned? No, I'm, I'm serious. If they turned and said, you know what? I, I just have changed my viewpoint on this. I no longer agree with this. And they shifted towards more of a biblical narrative. Now, wouldn't that be something? Why can't we pray for that? I'd rather have that happen than see all this fighting that just is nonstop. Because we look at them, we say, oh, they ought to get along over there. Well, my goodness, have you looked at our house? We can't even get a, we can't even get a, we can't even vote for somebody anymore. We're so messed up. We, we're so messed up right now. We can't even pick somebody to lead the kickball team. It's ridiculous. I mean, you know, when we, and that's what it comes down to, guys. They're, they're acting like kids on a playground. They can't pick a kickball leader. It's silly. But the world's watching us, too. So I just say all that because pray for Israel, keep praying, and we'll get you some other stuff as a, as a share. But the reason I kind of opened up with that is in this series that we're going to start, and I'm only going to share a couple of things, and I'm, I'm not keeping you, I'm not going to preach a whole long message, I'm going to share a couple of things from it. Just because all that's going on, just feel like just talking, is that cool? Just talk to you, I don't really have, a, I just want to share stuff in my heart about this. So um, it, it will, uh, if you go there into Israel, it's it's heartbreaking on one hand. It's it's, it's inspiring on the other, but um, I, there's very few places that have moved me like that, where you walk on the land and you, man, 
It's not like you just visit a place that they think, well, maybe Jesus walked here. Okay, there's some of that, yes. And there's some fake people doing that stuff too. And they sell the, you know, they put the water out of the tab and tell you it's from the Jordan River. You know, they sell it to you. That, there's all that junk going on. But there is the real. And there are the real places that are factual. There's the, there's the foundation stone still there. And that thing was there. There's no denying it. Good and evil. There's sites everywhere. And I look at that and go, how can all of this be here? And so reveal the Messiah. And so reveal Jesus and God Almighty. And you not open your eyes and see it. And we don't have that stuff here. We're a very young country. I mean, you might not think so, but we're just a babe. But you go over there and there's foundation stones over 2,000 years old still stuck in the ground. Things that... You know, some stuff that David initiated. I mean, good Lord, do you understand what I'm saying? Like David that danced before the Lord. I can't do all his, whatever jig he did before the Lord was, with all of his might that got everybody upset. That David. I mean, you stand there on the wailing wall and, and put your hands on the retaining wall of the temple of the Almighty God where the Shekinah glory at one time sat up inside. The, that thing, the foundation is still there. I mean, it's very moving. I mean, you go there and you go, I know it, you can pray anywhere you want to pray and God hears you. Yes, he does. There's nothing special about that wall when it comes to access with God as a Christian. But there is something about sites that do something to you, though, too. They mark you. Like Joshua, they put, you know, st- certain stones. They took the, the stones as they crossed over the Jordan and did certain things. I mean, you know, um, when, when Jacob was there, he had markers. Israel, all of the different ones through there, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and keep going through the line. They all had markers in their life that they set and said, this is a memorial unto you. I'm just telling you, so when you go over there, you see this. And there were things that I still remember. So, you know, you pray for whatever, but you get a little paper, you can write something on it and stick it in the wall. It's just symbolic. It doesn't do anything to move God. God's not moved by a piece of paper. He's moved by our heart of our prayer. But somehow stand there for a moment and just think of all that's taking place right there. You know, that one time up on top of that thing before they put that, you know, dome up there, there was a temple that stood there. Before Jesus ever even walked as a human on the planet, men stood up there, women walked up there as well, but they all worshiped God. And his glory was so strong that if the priest didn't do certain things right, they didn't make it out. His glory was so strong that they couldn't even stand many times. That was there. And I go, how do you not believe? But then I come back to us. And I think about of all the nations of the earth that's heard the gospel, not one has heard and received the gospel like America. Not one. Now, Brazil, they they may be passing us pretty soon because they got revivals everywhere. But it is possible, I think, that you hear, that you hear, that you hear so long you forget. It just becomes commonplace to us. So let me give you a couple of scriptures on this, and then um, uh, I don't know where I'll go with it. I'll end it in a minute. But um, this, this new series we're starting is called uh, The Life We Live and the Lives We Believe. And I set this up before all this stuff happened. So I'm not sure how I'm going to go in with all this, given everything that's going on. I'm not sure how you know, Lord will help me with this in this series. But the life we live and the lies that we believe. You realize that these, these statements, the life we live, just change out a couple of letters in it. You can say the lies we believe. All you change out is a few letters. You realize the word believe has the word, if you take out the three letters in the center, the word lie in it. Let me ask you a question. You ever believe something that you thought was truth? And you found out it was a stinking lie. That is the most frustrated feeling ever. To be duped. You know what I'm saying? To be duped. And you know it. When you know it, you're like, man. And there's nothing you can do about it. You just stop and go like, okay, next time I'm going to be a little more uh, cautious in this. As a Christian, so uh, Piper has this little game. I don't know if you, um, I'm sure you played play this before. You know, you take the, the, the three cups you know what I'm saying? You put them on the table, and then there's an item you put under one of the cups. Uh, she thinks she's so slick. You know, she puts the thing under there and says, okay, Daddy, okay, which one is it? Let's see if you can guess. 
Now, don't look. Okay. I'm not, I got to look. It's part of the game. I mean, that's not fair. Well, just here we go. Puts it under, she's doing her little thing, you know, I've already seen where it is, the thing popped up and there it was, you know, she's putting, you know, it's just having fun. So I'm like, hmm, I think it's that one on purpose, I just pick it up, I don't think it's that one. She goes, nope, try again, you know, and it's just this whole fun thing about choosing. And um, I was thinking about this, you know, that movie Indiana Jones where they were supposed to drink the right cup and the old guy there says, you know, you have to choose. But choose wisely. You know, he's very, like, dramatic. Uh, and there's, like, a thousand cups in there. Well, how do you know which one's the right one? How do you pick from a thousand choices the right choice? And this is where, as Christians, I want to share with you just a few moments. Literally, five, maybe five minutes of Scripture, and that's it. Choice matters in life. And you have an, a today, right now, you're choosing right now to even stick in here for the next five minutes. You're choosing. The most gracious thing God has ever given you has been free will. I know some people don't agree with that. They think, well, why can't God just do what he wants to do? Well, um, if he did what he wanted to do, you, I don't think we want that. And I mean, he, I'd love for him to do what he wants to do on one hand, but not if it goes harming me, you know. I mean, you understand, like Noah and the flood, right? He did what he wanted to do. Get what I'm saying? Okay. And he's not, a, he's not a, a mean God, but he can't allow sin to go rampant. So the point is, choice is the greatest thing God gave you, free will. So let me put that on the screen for you, but this is the reason for choice. Romans 12.2 says, and this is the scripture I'm going to use for the whole series. I'm just going to share a bit and then. Romans 12.2 says, be not conformed to this world. Okay, guys, I'm going really slow as my note, but I want you to hear what I'm saying today. Given everything that's just taking place, don't be conformed to what? This world. The biblical narrative would give you from a Christian, a gospel-centric life, when you are centered on the gospel, it will direct your steps in ways that you might not normally want to be going. And we were at Six Flags last night, and I was about this close uh, to praying for this girl. I didn't because none of my family was around me, so I, didn't, I thought, no, nah, that's probably not a good idea. Um, you know, I'm just, I just didn't feel like the Lord. I, 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 I couldn't, you know, it's one of the things where, is this me or is this the Lord? And I thought, nah, I think this is me. You know, like, she needs prayer kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, you ever get that? Like, oh, they need Jesus. Like, I'm going to show them. <laughs> well, just because they need Jesus doesn't mean you're the avenue right now with that attitude, right? I've learned a long time ago, let the Holy Spirit help you, right? But she had this thing on, you know, they're they supposed to be all scary. They ain't scaring me. I ain't afraid of none of them. They can paint that stuff on their eyes all they want to, do whatever they want to do. They ain't scaring me. I've seen, I've seen evil stuff before. That ain't evil. That's just wannabe. Here it is, this red thing on. She's got the pentagram on, you know, and all this stuff. And it says, it says, camp something which something another counselor so apparently she's the counselor of the witch camp you know man i was looking at her i was just praying man i was praying in the holy spirit i was praying in english i was praying in everything and i was like oh i'm gonna pray for you like i, I it was like i mean it was this i was like going the more i kept looking the more i thought she ever looks at me it's all hey how are you doing and the thing was it got me was i just thought the more I thought, the more I started praying, the more I started praying, God, help her. She's so, she's so confused. And I thought, you know what? She may not even have a daddy. Here she is trying to find something to make her feel, you know, strong or whatever. I don't know. So she's gotten this group. And I'm looking at her little buddies. And I thought, first of all, I ain't scared of any of them. Second of all, I thought, you couldn't cast a spell if you wanted to. I mean, you ain't, I'm just looking at you thinking, I wouldn't want you washing my car, let alone trying to cast a spell. Lord, who knows what would happen? I mean, I don't mean it to be mean. I'm just being honest. Like, it's just all front. And I thought, this, this girl has be so precious in the eyes of the Lord, so beautiful, that she's hiding all that. Why? 
because she's trying to fit into something because she, she can't find her way. Choices matter. Somewhere along the way, she chose to go down this little road, and if she doesn't choose to get out of it, no amount of praying is going to help her. But I don't think I did. I prayed for her, and I was asking, Lord, let me. Just let, just let me pray for her. I'm ready. He, I could tell, no, this is, I'm being, I don't have a good attitude about this. But don't be conformed to the world, so don't choose the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Be transformed. Now, I'm going to ask, um, I'm going to ask our worship team to come up. I told you I'm going to keep you long. It's very brief, I know, but I want you to hear the word of the Lord here, okay? Not Jody, the word of the Lord from the gospel, from the scriptures, okay? Do not be conformed to this world. He's speaking to Christians. Now, if you're a believer in this room, look at me in the eyeballs right now. I'm going to say something that might sound a little controversial, but it'll be okay. Just judge it by the scripture. Don't judge it by me. Judge the scripture for yourself. Don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So that tells me then something. Number one, I can be a Christian and still conform to the world. It's true. The precious blood of Jesus will save you. Absolutely. Aren't you glad for some rain? It's nice. We needed it bad, man. My yard is looking rough. What? Sorry, y'all know I got, I mean, I, I know I got ADD. It's okay. Like, I, I'm cool with it. It's, it's, a, it's a help, okay? So, anyway, you can be a Christian, blood-bought, sing the songs, get the anointing oil, and do the whole gig. And I'm telling you, you can be conformed to this world. Because if you couldn't, he would not have said, do not be. That tells me we can. So how do we avoid this? Be transformed by what? By the renewing of your mind. And how do you do it? That you might prove that the, what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. Well, how are you going to know the will of God? Right here. You don't have to read all of it in one day. That's not even what it's meant for. It's this daily bread. It's not like, you know, this ain't like doomsday, bunker down and, you know, read all of it at one time. It's not that. This is daily bread. It's manna every day from heaven. And so he says, don't be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You know how many times I've had to transform my thinking on a position because of Scripture? It, it, and it, it, it bothers me sometimes because I don't want to agree with it. I'm just being honest with you. You ever read something in the Bible you don't agree with? Well, that stinks. I, don't, I was just fine before I read that. Now, why can't... Is that right? Come on. Are you serious? Like, you know, you read it, you look it up, then you start Bible studying it, and you go through all the things, less concrete, you know, really make sure, you know. But you know it's true. And you have to either take a moment right there to choose. And they, you can go ahead. You go. I thought, where? I called them up. I'm like, where'd they go? So, sorry. Sorry, Bruce. I thought I thought it's up here by myself, man. I was like, well, shoot, I can't play a piano, but I learned that yet. So, but um, you know, this whole thing about your mind—this is a fact. As a Christian, I have a choice every day, and that choice is a: I can keep walking down the path I'm walking, which is Jody's, and you know, look. Let's just all be honest. I'm just like you. If I make my own decisions, then I'm going to be doing what I want to do. I'm not listening to the Holy Spirit. If it was up to me, I mean, I was yesterday, I was like, I'm about to pray for you. Like, I was so, you know, I was this, it was not the right attitude at all. But the choice that we make has a ripple effect. You throw a pebble in the lake, it does this. You know, and somewhere along the way, that girl just made a choice that changed to that and went to that. Now she thinks she's some counselor at a whatever. The same thing's true with us, though. If you make a choice, it has a ripple effect. A biblical choice changes, and it adds to, and it adds to, 
your life. Let me speak, let me speak to you guys as dads and as moms real quick. If you're a dad in here, you don't have to be like a Billy Graham. You don't. It's not what God is asking of you. He's asking you to be a daddy. And your choices that you make, one choice can change and affect your family tree for generations. It, it, it isn't about, you know, do I play the part? Am I looking? Your kids know your flaws already. My kids know mine. They know. I've had to apologize to my kids. I quit counting. It's just ridiculous, you know? I'm just like you. But choices matter. So if I make the wrong one, I'm going to apologize. I'm going to have to own it. But my choices affect where I do, where I go, my kids, everything. Our choices matter, and the choice to renew our mind, what God is telling us is don't be conformed, be transformed today. So I want to pray with you, and I really want you to listen to this as dads and moms. I don't know why, I just want to hit this. This is important, I feel like. For moms in here, listen. What you do matters. And, you know, I watch my wife and what she does with our kids. And it's a daily thing. It's consistently every single day. And, you know, we have this running joke. Jesus always kept saying, you're like the fun parent. You know, you come in, they're like, Whoa! you know, oh, let's go do something. Woohoo! You know, there goes dad. And, you know, we cut up and I'm like, yeah, but honey, I mean, I might do something goofy with them. But let's just be honest. Those kids, what you're giving them. I mean, it's so strong. You have you are giving them so many things as as little girls turn into women. That as a daddy, I you know, I mean, I've learned more as a dad with three daughters than I ever thought I needed to know about ladies. Okay, like I just have learned so much, and still learning. But I can't do what she does. And she she's a an anchor, a rock, a foundation stone, if you will what my kids get and we work together but as a mom in here listen you have a huge part in your kids okay and I felt like just sharing that with you this morning I don't know why I just felt like that was important for you to hear Um, it's just don't ever forget that your choices matter as a parent and you're affecting your kids lives in a positive way it's okay it's good it's a good thing so let me pray for you this morning and then um, let's go Father in Jesus name I thank you for today Thank you, Lord, for these families that are here, all these individuals that are hearing your word today. Thank you, Lord, for all the baptisms today. <clears throat> Little kiddos and teenagers uh, taking a step of faith and following you and following up through water baptism as you commanded us to do in your word. Thank you, Lord, that they're not being conformed to the world. They're transforming their mind and following you in baptism. I thank you, Lord, today that you'd help each one of us, God, that are here um, Lord, if there's some here, I feel like there's some choices that need to be made that um, maybe they're holding off on, but they know they need to make the choice. Maybe it's a choice to help you move for what God's asking you to do, to, to move towards it. There's something there maybe that you're just, I don't know about all that. I just, you know, you're holding off, holding off, holding off, and it's not a big thing. It just could be something small. Little adjustments. A pebble is small when it's thrown into a pond, but the ripples go wide. Sometimes a decision is not big, it's small, but you've got to choose. Uh, follow up on what God's asking you to do today. And so, Lord, I ask you today, if there's anybody here that doesn't know you, Lord, I pray that you'd help them follow you today. And, Lord, if they're not, they don't know you right now, God, I pray that they would turn to you. So, your eyes closing, heads bowed just for a moment. If you're here and you don't know Jesus, and say, I've never, I, the choice, I've never made the choice, the decision to follow Jesus as my, as my Savior. I'm going to pray with you right now. The whole church will pray out loud with you. The Scriptures tell us that if, if a man or woman believes in their heart, they confess with their mouth that Jesus is Lord. They believe that He's risen from the dead. He was crucified. He was buried for our sins, transgressions. If you believe that He was raised from the dead and you confess that with your mouth, He says you'll be, you'll be saved. And so I'm going to lead you in a prayer right now. If that's you and you don't know Jesus, today's your day. Pray this with me right now with this whole church. You won't be alone. Say this. Say, Dear Jesus, I come to you today and I give you my heart and I give you my life and I just surrender everything to you today. Whatever you want, whatever you will, in Jesus' name, I give it to you today. Amen, amen, and amen. Man, if you prayed that prayer, we're so proud of you. Right, church, would you give me a hand right now? Awesome, awesome.
Gary's going to come up and, uh, and, and close us out here and, uh, this morning. So uh, I want to say thanks to Gary for, for that and you guys for sharing that. I told Steve and I was like, oh, man, you made me cry almost, you know, like your little runt. I mean, I was like, well, I can't believe you surprised me like this. So um, welcome Gary up here this morning, and uh, he's going to close us out. We do appreciate our pastors. You know, I think sometimes we think about church as just Sunday, but we don't see all the things that go on behind the scenes during the week, all the things that get done, and and we do appreciate them. Um, I've told people that my wife and I have been married for 43 years, and Jody's only the third pastor we've ever had. And it's really, really important, that job, that to have that role um, in your life, that no matter what age you get, you still need to have a pastor and a mentor in your life. And it's hard sometimes, I think, for people in church to realize that God has put a senior pastor in charge of a church, giving them that responsibility and that we teach a lot of times about leadership, but we don't teach a lot about submission. And that's sometimes what we need to do with our pastors is to submit to their authority, isn't it? Because it comes from God. So, hey, I'm going to call our prayer partners up if you guys would come on up front. If today was the very first time that you accepted Jesus as your Savior, talk to one of these folks up here. Let them know that. We'd really like to know and be able to help you start your Christian walk. Also, I want to remind you again, thank you for your generosity. Continue to give. Uh, you can give online. You can give uh, text to give. Uh, there's boxes, offering boxes back here. If you're waiting for us to pass the plate, you're, you're going to get out of here without seeing that because we don't. So, But we thank you for your giving each time. Um, also, next Sunday, the 22nd, we're going to have a, a meeting here, I believe Sunday evening. I invite the whole church to come. Just kind of talk about what the next steps, the next season of Cornerstone is going to be. So really invite you, if you want to be part of what's going on here, make sure you come next Sunday evening just to hear um, what's going to go on and where the church is heading. So we invite you guys to come. Um, as always, we're going to send you out. Why don't you stand up for a minute here? And um, we're going to pray the prayer out of Numbers chapter 6, and, and we're, going to, we're going to put that, um, that God's going to look upon Israel um, in this time. So you know, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you, be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face toward Israel and give them his peace. God bless you all. Have a great, great week. We hope you were blessed by today's message. If so, feel free to pay it forward and share this podcast with someone else. Thanks for listening.